continuing what we were discussing uh, a short while ago an interruption occurred and uh, i had to uh, do something else anyway we were talking about uh, jihad uh, from day 1 uh, this jihad idea uh, was uh, introduced by uh, prophets by kings by uh, people in the power who said very simply that every able body person should come and fight with us or under us as soon as we declared a war uh, <clears throat> this happened in every part of the world because the common man has no right in any society the common man has always been a war fodder either he kills or he gets killed and then the people who get triumphant they become they take the status of god or the chosen one or you name it uh, the same thing continued uh, during muhammad and the idea that the jihadi will get a share in the booty means the plunder uh, if he is a victorious or will be going to heaven if he is dead uh, saying that the rulers and the powerful they absolve themselves of any 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 favor or support or help to the family of the person who died for them they don't even bury him in islam they say oh the god said in quran that the people who die in my name they are shaheed and they are not dead so that means they don't spend any money when they die any remuneration or support to his or her family and they take all the benefits when they are victorious they make big harams they have power in their hand and they can do whatever they can if you look into the early islam you will see that you nobody knows about the common people who laid their life only the people who are victorious they are given high numbers oh he was the greatest oh he never lost a war oh he was very pious he was asadullah he was the line of allah and muhammad said this to about this body this person and muhammad said this to about that person without knowing what actually muhammad did or his associates they used common people poor people to die for them and they brainwashed them so much that anything muhammad said they or they see that he dislikes he just come ahead and behave that guy i mean so much so that uh, a, a man beheaded his mother who was blind because she was saying something in her poetry which was against muhammad because as i have said in the past 
Krishnam, the woman had lot and lot of pride. They were good uh, writers, they were good poets, they were good uh, wives, and they were good traders. Everybody knows Muhammad's wife Khatija was the biggest trader of Mecca. But after Islam, particularly when the Caliphate of Omar started, he totally enslaved them in the house. And even during Muhammad, they were put the status of dog. I mean, just to know that Muhammad said more than 10 times that the woman are fitna, means a trouble, means somebody who will not let a man go to heaven. And if he want to go to heaven, he has to stay away from women. I mean, this is unbelievable. Coming from a person who had 11 wives, who had open sex wherever, whoever he wanted. I mean, even he brought an ayah for him, where God says, Muhammad, we understand your problems, and for you, there is no limit how many you can marry or how many you can uh, have in your bed without dowry, means without marriage. So, and the same person tells other people that woman is a fitna. When he was dying, this is what Aisha said, that I am leaving one fitna in my ummah, which is a woman, without knowing that woman is the one who creates the generation, who helps the generation, who educate and sacrifice everything for men so he can have a family. And still he called her fitna and all that bullshit. And the mullahs, you won't believe on the internet, they keep protecting him and keep supporting him and keep doing I by shine. Oh, this was the reason men were asked not to look at the woman. If they look, they have to keep their eyes down and all that. And this is the same people who, when they conquered an area, they will take women and sell them in the market. Although no woman was ever a war booty, because the women don't fight in any society. They only work as a support group. But as I said in earlier uh, earlier podcast, that the Arabs back then, when they conquered an area, they claimed everything is theirs. Every woman, every kid, every man, every cattle, every land is totally 100% theirs. So that was the barbarism which actually helped Arabs to subjugate and control other nations, one after another. But how you can really live in a modern world treating women like that? Since the civilization started, since the science, scientific revolution started, the things have changed all over the world. Women have started getting powers and rights and support, and the most of it, respect. This is how the society progresses and goes to new heights. In modern world, the woman participation in economy is more than men. 
at moment are the reason why we have such a robust <coughs> industrial production because they are the one who use everything they are the one who creates the market and support the market by through their buying power they are the one who run the state they are the one who are vital for the society to get better because an educated woman is the best asset of the nation whereas umar said no education is necessary all they have to read is quran and ironically most of the mullahs they think umar was the great or khalid bin walid was the great who raped a woman he, although his husband was alive and he was a muslim but because he wanted to take her to bed he killed her husband in cold blood and when that news came to abu bakar abu bakar wanted to punish him but because he was the cousin of umar he could not do and he died in about two and a half years so no action was taken but when these kind of thing continued umar demoted him and retired him and the pakistani uh, stupid guys they keep uh, praying allah oh please give me a son like khalid bin walid really and they have big praises of those times those barbaric time where there was no civilization it was an absolute barbarism nothing for the common man no hospital no school no road no salary they were all at the mercy of powerful and they call it the system brought from allah and they say oh that is the ultimate and no one can change these laws and no one can change these punishments and all that bullshit that 7th century or earlier or even after the tribal mentality of arabs never helped them become better persons they remain barbarians for hundreds of years even today i mean look at the barbarism how hashok ji was killed dismembered and maybe burned by a crown prince of saudi arabia this is really you say is the uh, what is what allah wanted you to do wake up people wake up pakistanis islam has literally destroyed your country your mind and your society and your future so when the imran khan is going to talk about jihad i hope that he talks sense because in the beginning the jihad was used only to harass kill and terrorize the world later when the arabs became slow or what they call it uh, became disgruntled they the sufis came up and they said oh the jihad <coughs> is no more needed now we need jihadul nafs means the fight against ourselves we need to jihad for to eradicate the evil although the sufis they are not muslims but they use islam to establish their power and this is what happened the shia power was established 
Sufi power was established. They put their governments in different places of the world. Even in India, in Central Asia, in Iran, in Turkey, the Sufis were the ones who were spearheading every war effort because they were working with the kings and making good money and then the king was having fun. Just read the history how Ottoman kings used to live, how barbaric they were, how inhuman they were. That is why Kamal Turki totally dished the Islamic history and Islam in full and tried to make Turkey a civilized nation. But Turkey is still in the trap of Islam, thanks to this stupid Erdogan, who is destroying Turkey from within. One very sensible thing with every intellectual tells Pakistanis and Muslims at large that have a rational and scientific thinking. Work hard to compete. Work hard to learn science. And we had many people like in India like Ghalib who used to uh, once when Sir Sayyid sent him a book which uh, something like Tuskaraya Jahangiri or something something or Ayn Akbari and a stupid book he wrote and he wanted Ghalib to review it. Ghalib scolded him and he said what are you talking about? We have a nation here who has fire in his pocket. Because back then there was no match boxes. It was invented in Europe. So he advised that we should learn from them. We should learn and try to excel in it. But the Muslims never realized. I mean, there was a report, I believe, uh, in the same uh, uh, Don uh, article that in 1958, when the Britishers they established a university in India. Only two Muslims graduated from that university as compared to more than a hundred from in Hindus and Sikhs and other nations. This is how the other nations realize that the way to go is the British system. And the, whoever supported that, learned English, are the one today ruling Pakistan's bureaucracy, Indian bureaucracy. These are the people who have great, great literary people, great, great scientists, great, great educators who have changed the destiny of India for better and made it a superpower. This is what the Muslims missed. This is what the Muslims of Pakistan, current Pakistan missed, all, all over India, who were against English, who hated English, who don't want to even shake hand with English, except very few, a very few who were kind of like uh, mentally uh, smart, but were at the same time were uh, not doing the right things. They never supported poor Indian Muslims or educated them or created a system where everybody can benefit. I mean, look at Aligarh University. 
created by Sir Sayyid, who was who used to work with British and was their spy in 1857 uh, war or trouble or whatever you call it. And then he, he went to London and requested the Queen to give him the status of Sir. He said, I helped the British government so much, so I deserve that. Ultimately, he got that. But the university he established only worked for the rich, for the affluent, for upper middle class. No poor faculty, no branches of Aligarh in a country which had over 200 million Muslims back then or at least 100 million Muslims back then. Whereas if you look into Hindus, the universities they established, the benefits they got from British education system and British bureaucratic system is made them what they are today. Today they are respected all over the world. <coughs> they are humble, they are educated, they are nice, smart, they know how to run the country and they kept the system same as British had left. They created a constitution written by the lowest class of their society, the Leith, Dr. Ambedkar, and they allowed everybody equal rights. But even then the Muslims, they opt for their own uh, laws, the stupid Islamic laws, which literally destroyed them from within and kept them poor, illiterate, stupid, just because the mullah did not want to give up the power. <coughs> this is what happened to Muslims of subcontinent. The story of the other Muslims in other places is no different. They all were self-destructing or destroyed themselves either through uh, kingship, caliphateship or through religion. Because wherever these mullahs got power, all they created was hate and self-destruction. Because that's the only thing they do. They create hate. They create a kind of differences between the nations. Oh, they don't wash their uh, buttock, we wash so we are superior. Oh, the English is no good, our Persian and uh, Arabic is, is perfect. Without knowing that both the languages are a piece of shit. There is no way you can learn Arabic or Persian and be a successful scientist or a successful human being. You can be corrupt, you can be killer, like Khomeini's, but you cannot be a good human being because the language does not teach you civility. System teaches you civility. Unless you have a democracy, human rights, women rights, kids rights, you cannot be a better human being or better nation. Just imagine, I mean, we have dog saving days in civilized world and in Pakistan we have dog eradication days where dogs are poisoned 
in cold blood and they lie down on the street. Then a dumpster come and put them in the dust. This is how much we care about life. And the same thing Saudis do to Hajis, particularly the Pakistanis. When they die in a stampede and fire, they use dumpster and then they dump them in a pit. This is what Islam does to you. Folks, jihad, even if you use the modern uh, information or modern definition of jihad is no good. If you want to learn, uh, read British constitution, your own constitution, American constitution, few pages, but they have created a society unmatched in human history. Just few pages. So all these 800 and 900 pages of Quran, 900 pages of Bible and the Torah and Gita and all this, this is all makes no sense. All those nations, they have sidelined them. They have kept them personal. They have no animosity with whoever want to believe in them. But the system is democratic. Everybody is born equal. Not that Sayyid is superior and the Sheikh is not superior and Punjabi is superior and the Sindhi is not superior and all that bullshit which created which is created by Islamic minded people and of course in Pakistan GHQ who thinks that Muslims are very superior and one Muslim can kill 10 Indians and we are so and we are so and all that nonsense and ultimately when they go to war they start begging for ceasefire within two weeks or surrender for hundreds and thousands. Nowhere in the history of Muslim world they have surrendered and masse like Pakistani army did. Over 100,000 in East Pakistan. And they still say, oh, our nation loves us and our nation is, we are proud of this and all that. They have literally, literally, literally destroyed Pakistan from their stupid mentality, ideology that Pakistan was created for Islam while it was not. Qaidism never said it is created by Islam. Muslim League never said it was created for Islam. But this ideology forced by GSQ and some of the politicians self-destructed themselves from within. I put all the blame to Laqat Ali Khan. His IQ was definitely much lower. He didn't realize when he submitted the objective resolution what kind of stupidity he is putting the country in. Or whoever advised him was an absolute stupid. If we have kept the British system, we have made a constitution like India did, we will be doing as good as India. But unfortunately, that did not happen. And now we are at the edge of total annihilation, economically, socially, politically, and internationally. Think about it. God bless.